0: this podcast is brought to you by 3b the mental well-being company hosted by claire and sue co-founders of 3b when you've got your well-being mojo on you're firing on all cylinders you're accepting of whatever comes your way you are being resilient we believe that one size does not fit all and we want you to discover your own well-being mojo so join us on our podcast journey where we'll be exploring the many different aspects of mental well-being and hopefully you can learn what you need to get your well-being mojo on. Well.
1: to this week's podcast. Um, We wanted to talk to you today about our balance between life and work. Now, one of the reasons why we've picked this topic is because this week, October 12th, starting is um, National Life Work Week. And it's all about, its basis is all about employers giving um people in the workplace people particularly with families more flexibility in the way that they work and it's as we understand it it's run by a charity called working families but we actually just thought as a wider topic it would be something um that would be really interesting for us to discuss because I know it's something that Claire and I have often struggled with (laughs) this and we often and, and one of the things I wanted to kind of like get into was you know kind of how we term it Um, you know, and and, and how we define it um, for each of ourselves. And then obviously there's the the recent sort of adaptations and ways that we've all been working due to uh, the lockdown um, and to COVID and how that's impacting on all our lives. So, yeah, an interesting one for us to get our teeth into this week.
0: Yeah, it is. It's also something that we very often end up talking about when we go into companies, isn't it? And that whole concept of work-life balance. And it always strikes me that people think that it should be an even kind of thing. That's the balance. Mm. And yet that's not our way of thinking about it. You know, the, the thing is about when you're at work, you know, trying to be in that frame of mind. But we are also this, you are a whole person, a whole person paradigm where you come to work as a whole person, you don't come just as whatever your job title is or anything. And actually, if something is going on at home, that can impact on how you think and feel at work. And very often, I know I've worked in organisations who have very much said, well, oh, that's that, that's your work, that's your home life, you need to leave that at home, you're in work now. And it's like, you can't, you don't, I don't have a switch that goes, right, I'm in work now, I can switch off my feelings. Mm-hmm. And we're very big on acknowledging your feelings, would yeah. you
1: say that, Sue? definitely and I think it's that isn't it I think this is what we're learning about ourselves this is what we're coming to realize that you know if we apply any kind of emotional intelligence to what's going on with us as human beings excuse me as you say when we bring ourselves into the workplace we we, we bring our whole selves Mm. and that's and, and this is what our employers want. You know, this is what they want, that passion, that creativity, you know, that intelligence, your particular skill sets, all of the things that the brilliant things that make you, you, you know, that this is why you've, you've, you've got the job. This is why you're on board with that team. Um, so if something is impacting on you, it is important from an, an employment perspective that you're in an environment, ideally, where there's some space for that. Now, that could take lots of different guises. You know, it it could be that, you know, you know, employers are sort of of that mind where, oh no, we leave that at the door. But actually, if we look at it from an emotional intelligence point of view, if we look at it from a resilience perspective, allowing people to feel what's going on, to acknowledge it. But we're not saying that we want them to reside there or to wallow in it. It's about being supportive and and that there are mechanisms in place where if you're having a bit of a bad day or there's something going on in your personal life, you know, you you imagine being in a workplace where you could go to your manager and just say, look, this has happened. I might be a bit, you know, a bit wobbly today. Mm. Um, I might just need a little bit of space or there's that meeting coming up, you know, is, you know, so could so-and-so maybe can, could I delegate for them to sort of lead on the meeting? Um, sorry my mind's gone into lots of different potential scenarios of what it could be because obviously it's going to look really different for you know anybody on any given day but it's just knowing I think it's knowing isn't it that you've got that room to sort of be because actually you're not going to necessarily want to come to work you might want to come to work to forget about it you know yeah (laughs) definitely being able to acknowledge it might really help and to kind of know that you know well if I am feeling a little bit you know, like I need to just remove myself from a situation or I'm a little bit sensitive, touchy, whatever, however you want to kind of frame it, Mm. that it's going to be forgiven um, and that I can be honest as much as I would want to be in terms of what I feel like I can share within my workplace.
0: I don't know if any of that makes sense. (laughs) Totally. I think (laughs) what you're saying is um, it's a very potentially different way of working than a lot of people are in and -hmm. where we've worked before and we've also worked for really great organizations Mm -hmm. where you are Mm -hmm. able to be you and talk about things and actually I think that's made us both more loyal to that organization and more Mm -hmm. willing to be more flexible and I do think there's that as well if you've got that kind of work where you are able to say can I delegate and send somebody else on that meeting instead I'm going to get on with this because actually that's what my brain capacity can cope with for now Mm. Um, and then you know just while you're going through some difficulties you probably are going to be more loyal to that organization but what you are also is you're going to have the ability to be able to talk about things, which means you're not holding on to it, which then obviously means, hopefully, you wouldn't go down that mental health route. Mm -hmm. And we're all about mental wellbeing and and that preventative approach. And actually, if you open that culture up within an organisation where people can be them and are still working, but are supported, like you've just said, what that does for me is that supports your mental well-being which then means people aren't going to go off sick and I do think that actually those kind of organisations that promote that will have less sickness, higher retention rates because people will want to continue working there because of that environment and that has a huge impact and it makes me wonder why organizations are all like that because surely that's what you want you know we we say our workforce are the most valuable assets Mm. usually and yet we also need to accept that they're human beings they're going to come with flaws it's part and parcel of being a human being and the greatness that we have Mm -hmm. and so yeah those kind of situations and organizations that open themselves up to that will make it a lot better and that whole work life balance is being met because actually your needs are being met in the workplace because you're able to talk about you what's going on for you rather than going off sick or struggling through work so to me it makes total sense um it's funny though how a lot of people would say well that's in an ideal world yeah yeah they would it. yeah <laughs> they would and we've heard that and
1: yeah, yeah we've it, had that said to us you know oh well, you're yeah. dreaming that's not that's not the real world that's not what reality's like well why not why yeah. is it not like that surely for me you see everything you're describing is about is a way of investing in people like you say they're your biggest asset so you know, it's not about pandering. It's not about, you know, allowing people to sort of, you know, it's, it's about doing this in a way where people feel supported. It's about trust ultimately, isn't it? Mm. It's about creating that culture. Like you say, that environment of trust where people feel like, yeah, I can reveal this about myself. um, And I know I'm going to be supported. I know I'm going to be trusted to still do my job. It's not, Mm. I'm not going to be judged on my ability you know, to be able to sort of perform, but actually, I might just need a little bit of space, a little bit of leeway, a little bit of give and take. And for me, see, this is what I'm listening and when I was thinking about this word balance, because we often talk about it in terms of a balance. And it was interesting what you were saying about the, you know, the proportion, yeah, where the emphasis is. And for a long time, it was called to work like balance, wasn't it? This was, it was. the sort of phrase um and it's interesting that the week the national week is simply called life work week as far as i'm aware i might not be completely accurate with that i hope i am um but the word balance doesn't feature is my point but we tend to think of it as that i think as a balance but i think where the balance comes there's different ways of looking at balance so you could look at balance as being something oh that's a bit precarious it's you know oh if i just knock it it could it could fall, it could collapse, it could shatter, it could, you know, it could break. Um, but another way to look at it is to say, well, if something's in balance, then it's in sync, you know, that you have kind of like balanced aspects to it. So the yin and the yang, if you like, you know, you've got the kind of the light and the dark, you've got, you know, the sort of the two, the giving, you know, and and the taking, you know, you've mm. got that kind of reciprocal, sort of thing so you know you could go anywhere with the metaphor that sort of makes sense for you um but I think ultimately what you're describing or what I'm kind of taking from it is about you mentioned the word flexibility and I think this is the week itself it's, you know its theme is around sort of giving people that flexibility within work um, But I think that a lot of organisations and a lot of companies, certainly that we've worked with, they tend to think of that in terms of like just working hours. Yeah. So we'll look at it from a, oh, well, we can have this pattern or this, you know, or you've got, I don't know, flexi time or however it might work. But it's more than that. It's about having flexibility within that moment, isn't it? Within that conversation in the way that you as a manager, give an emotionally intelligent response to an employee and the way that your team members are kind of like dealing with it so because at the end of the day as you say that will help that person to focus so it might be that okay well I can't go to the meeting because I'm a bit like I don't maybe I just don't feel like I can deal with people today but I'm going to get on with this and here's a development opportunity for you know Emily in my team who can kind of go and, and lead the meeting. So it's about looking for the possibilities within the situation. Um, now some people might say, Oh, well, you're just trying to paint like a really rosy picture and it's all really, well, what's wrong with that? You know. <laughs> well, what we're trying to do is find practical solutions yeah. in a way that shows compassion, consideration, and as you say, makes people want to stay and work there. Yeah. And, and the people that you and I have worked for where we've been shown that level of compassion and consideration, we, you know, we've given over and an above. Yeah. Um, you know, and would, and would do. And uh, again, yeah. whereas the, the places where we've worked, where we haven't been shown that compassion and consideration, you know, we've, we've either reached a burnout situation, you know, or we've been quick to walk out the door. Um, So, yeah.
0: (laughs) What you're saying, though, about this, are we painting a rosy picture? It's like how many times have we done training where it's actually a perception of the team that they can't do something or that it has to be like that? And we've actually got the management down and gone. We've told them to, like, for example, that they can switch their phones off. We yeah. did that with a, a really big organization in Manchester and we've said, you can switch your phones off when you're not on call and the like, no, we can't. There's a, there is, um, a, you know, an acknowledged thing that we have to do that. And we're going, no, there's not. Cause we knew that from the management themselves. And We actually got one of the managers down and said, is this right? And they were like, no, we expect you to turn your phones off. And that, so made a difference Mm. because do you remember coming back for our second session there and it was like the change in those people was just amazing from one session to another suddenly you had people going they're so different from how they used to be and such and such a body's just feeling more relaxed and they're not hyper anymore and just the whole difference in dynamics between people but also what we were hearing about individuals about how they felt about work now yeah and that was all because their perception of what was going on and I think that's the thing here very often we fall into this perception category in workplace Mm -hmm. and it's not necessarily what is expected of us It's what people are doing and we're following them and therefore we're setting that expectation ourselves. Mm. So it's not paint this rosy picture. It's actually what is the actual thing that you are wanting to do? Are you able to do it? What is going to be thought about that from, you know, the whole communication culture within the organisation? Let's find out what is true, what is not. That's that's an excellent point, Claire. Sorry, you you were going to carry on. No, with. it's fine because I mean that's that's part of our Mind Matters model, isn't it? It's yeah. a huge part that we have mm-hmm. communication culture as part of our six elements in our Mind Matters model because it's a huge part of what is the perception that is going on, and we need to break that down and stop perceptions, and starting with reality this is what isn't, isn't acceptable and then we f- can go from there and we have to do that to support people's mental well-being because that is the whole point of this that if you want to get people on board who like you say at the very start of this you were saying who have that passion they come with all of this and that's who you're taking on you've actually employed somebody because of who they are the work that they can do but their personality probably as well and then suddenly you don't you have a robot who goes through things because all of that other has just gone from them and it's like that's not who you wanted to start off with so it's a huge thing to think about this work life life at work kind of thing because they are so embedded in each other because lots of things really nowadays with what's going on with COVID-19 is also people working from home and actually keeping working when they shouldn't be working Mm -hmm. so life impacts at work with things that are going on for us in feelings emotions but it's also the other way around as well isn't it the work impacts on our life Mm -hmm. and yeah it's that it's that whole like you that I call it the balance thing of making sure that when you are not in work that you're not trying to close down those thoughts about work where possible and making sure that we build things in to do that is all part and parcel of this, I think.
1: Hey, you're right, you've touched on so many valuable things there, Claire, because I think the communication aspect is, is absolutely vital and I think it's the bit that's often missing from this kind of conversation. So, you know, organisations, as you say, may have, you know, things in place that haven't been communicated effectively to staff members, to teams, to managers, Um, or there's a misinterpretation. There's no checking in of what does this actually mean? What does this actually look like in practice? What is actually happening for real with people? Where have they got this perception from? Because that really needs unpacking, doesn't it? There's something at the root there Is it a fear based thing? Is it that something happened to somebody once and it's all based around, you know, or something from the past that's kind of still being held up as, you know, this is the way we do things. It's a bit of baggage from a previous, you know, manager or something. There's all kinds of things in there that people just don't talk about because we've got this that's become the culture, this shared assumption and that's the sort of thing that needs challenging, I think. These are the kinds of... When we talk about having honest conversations, it's all the nuanced stuff, isn't it? It's the subtext. Yeah. So what is going on under the surface? and What what kind of needs to come out? Um, yeah, I think the communication is really key, which is why it's such an important aspect of the work that we do, um, to get people on board with that. And there is something in here about, as human beings, that we kind of... Are we, are we sort of sabotaging, you know, the possibilities for ourselves because we're making the assumption that oh no, well I won't be able to do that, or I won't be able to say that, or I can't possibly ask for this. But like you said, we're in we're in a, a lot of us, not everybody, but a lot of us are in a new arena now mm. um, with workspaces with regard to the the restrictions and the way that we're being asked to work. So yeah, it's kind of it's flipped, isn't it? In a way, it's sort of. The work is coming into our home life, and the the balance, if you like, is being a needs to be addressed in a different way. I mean, for me, it's it's everything for me with all of the stuff to do with our 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 mental well being comes back to how well do you know yourself? How well do you know what what it is you really need? And that's not you're defined as a thing in a box, you know, a statement. This is me. It's what are you noticing about yourself today? What's different in this situation from another situation? You know, and it's not about navel gazing and deep psychoanalysis or any of those things. It's just about sort of noticing, oh, I, I'm, oh, I can see this has happened. This is encroached on my time. How did I get here? And rather than berating yourself for it, it's like you said, it's about looking at strategies. Hmm. I mean, I know I've struggled a lot with, with working from home, you know, from kind of working for myself. Yeah, but I've always done it and I've always worked for myself kind of as well as been in a paid work and I've often taken work home and I've made those conscious choices and um, but I've learned over a long time and learned the hard way sometimes to um, to manage my time better differently to be more organized to know myself but I, I wouldn't say that I've got it right yeah <laughs> I'd say that i'm I'm constantly learning about that. Um, and I think, you know, one of the things we need to keep doing is kind of coming back, checking in with ourselves, with the people we support, if we're a manager, or even just with our colleagues, finding out how, how are you, how are you managing with this? You know, what's, what boundaries are you setting for yourself? I know a lot of the work that I've been doing with coaching clients. I know you have too, Claire, over the lockdown has been addressing this very issue. Particularly, I can think of one client in particular who's living in a very sort of small flat with minimal space to be able to define, you know, kind of work and home. Yeah. You know, and we worked together to identify just some really small but hugely significant things that she could do just around arranging a room space, the physicality of where things were placed, where she sat, how she faced, you know, and then we kind of worked on routines. What points in the day would, you know, you kind of step outside, communicate with others. So that that balance, if you like, that kind of give and take, was starting to be able to sort of be meaningful for her in that situation. I think in many ways has this, you know, adapted work stuff enabled us to scrutinize ourselves a little bit more in that way you know in, in in a positive way does it give us a little bit more control or potentially or do we feel there's less control because we've got family we've got stuff going on or you know maybe we're feeling a little bit isolated but I think potentially we do have more we can make more conscious choices but it's not necessarily about piling pressure on ourselves to get it right first time we have to try some things first I think and, and see what
0: works. What do you think? Um, I think that's the key what you're saying is try things on. We expect to be to change something in it to work straight away and I've had conversations with my friends about this somebody who had got into a routine and wanted to change that and it's funny how their perception is well they'll just do that and that's what they'll do. Say so if you've got into a habit, actually, you need it's going to take longer to change that habit than you think. And if you don't go in with that mindset, then actually that can really derail you because you can think, oh, well, I failed. And you go down that route then. This routine about trying things out and seeing what works. It doesn't mean if it's not all working that you stop all of it it's about adapting and changing things and that's what we need to do more of especially in this climate Mm -hmm. we're just having to try new ways of working so that we are still having that life having that work so we're still getting time for us and that we're still communicating really well with both our families friends loved ones as well as work colleagues and managers and it's it's a tightrope, and some people will really get it, and some people may struggle a bit more with it. And that could be because of the situations, like you've just said, you know, like where your coaching client was living. But actually, just slowly changing things has worked for them. We live in a society where we want everything now, and it needs to be right now. And actually, that's it's it's not feasible, and it's not going to work. And sometimes we have to try things that we've tried before and didn't work then or come to it new because we're in a different place now. And it's really key to support our own mental well-being, to reduce the expectations we have on ourselves, reduce the expectations we have on other people, which is a huge thing, and try things out and for it to be okay if it doesn't work Mm. and I think that's the key to be all right with something if it doesn't work and just go okay that didn't work what else can I try and trying something else because it's really important that we don't overload ourselves because that is going to have a negative impact on us
1: yeah, I think that's that's really, really important because we do have a tendency, I think. to Right, well, I'm going to start this new regime. I'm going to be doing this all different. I'm going to be all organised. You know, I've done it myself. You know, <clears throat> I'm going to be this completely different person. <laughs> By the end of the week, I will have sorted this. I'll have all my boundaries set. I'll have my, you know, what's work. I'll be switching off at this time. But I think it's those little details that we need to pay attention to don't we on any given day and like you say if something doesn't work on one day there could be loads of reasons why that's not worked it may be that you needed to be a little bit more flexible on that day and stay on the on the zoom call for a bit longer but if you're doing that if you if you're doing that bit of extra giving there okay what do where are you going to kind of make some room to catch up with the unfinished tasks or with the other conversation that you didn't get a chance to check in with. So shifting expectations is, is a massive part of it because I believe that expectations are the thing that kind of that's what that's where the damage is done. Yeah. For a lot of us. That's where, you know, we gotta move those things out of the way. Um, and just and have that capacity to be able to go, okay, well, this didn't work. Right. What's that about? What am I noticing here? What's one thing? That I can kind of just think differently about that or change about that. Always extracting the learning. I think that's where we, we have to place our emphasis. What did what did I learn in this situation? You know, and then it, it, and it's not about kind of putting a positivity gloss on it. It's just coming back to again checking in. What's going on? okay what can i do with this where can i where can i go from here and then you you you're moving then have aren't you you know you've got that that momentum
0: i think to keep you going um, it's like cuz obviously we were saying about we want the communication culture within an organisation to be open and so you may decide to talk to somebody And at that point in talking to them about how you're feeling, maybe it's not listened to or taken on board, or maybe they dismiss your feelings. But it doesn't mean that they're always going to do that because you don't know where they are and what point they're at. And it could be a particularly difficult day for them that they're not able to listen as well as they may want to, to or may usually would have so this communication it's you've got to keep trying and hopefully the more you keep trying the more open it'll start to become and if you can be like that where if somebody says something to you and this could be in a work context it can be a home context but if they say you know this is how I'm feeling don't dismiss it listen to that find out have you caused it have you been instrumental in impacting on that is it where they are at that point in time but just being open to listening to what's going on because then if you're like that hopefully others will learn from that as well so there's that side of it what you're saying about you know this it's all really key but this communication within how we deal with work and life we need to address it how we would hope to get it back mm. isn't it um it's one of our um it's one of our things within emotional wealth that we say that the meaning in the communication is if you want to communicate how you'd want to get that back to yeah. so act as you'd want to get it back to you mm. because at least that way you're opening that up to having that more yeah. and to others learning from that
1: that's right you're modeling the behaviors that you want to see come back to you and actually the only way that we get to change any of this stuff is to kind of you know step up yeah. and kind of put ourselves out there a little bit so and we often talk about having an honest conversation which is something that people feel within working culture that they they can't always have if you think about it, what we've been discussing here is essentially about identifying a way to take responsibility individually and collectively for our mental well-being, both in work and within our life in general. And in terms of the work life balance, if we want to call it that, this is about noticing where and how things are crossing over and where and how we might want to make more of a distinction and and have that separation, as we said, looking at things like boundaries and establishing a way forward. But all of this, all of these conversations and all of these examples are actually ways of bringing to life what we might refer to, and certainly what we refer to in our work with organisations, is a wellbeing strategy and and this is about how we bring it to life in a day to day this is how it goes beyond a checkbox exercise isn't it this is about how it's more than just a policy because this is about how we have conversations and how we improve that communication culture we were talking about you know whether that's in work or even at home you know we can have a communication culture within our home life and within our family setup and if you don't have a well-being strategy in your organization or indeed in your life, now is a great time to introduce one because it doesn't matter where you sit within that structure. You know, if it's in work, if you're you could be the manager, you could be a team member, you could be the senior executive, but it doesn't matter where you sit within that structure. You can suggest this, you can initiate these kinds of conversations. Let's take that responsibility, let's have that ownership. Let's talk about this stuff more. This is how we make change happen.